0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambler's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scariest podcast. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, how's it going?
0: Physically, I'm not feeling too great. Had some uh, fun Halloween parties this weekend, but mentally, spiritually, I'm doing pretty well. 49ers won, they're 7-0. IU football won also this weekend. They're 6-2, bowl eligible, best start in over 20 years. So, From that standpoint, it's been a pretty great football weekend.
1: Yeah, the Hoosiers are bowling. Um, I'll give you real quick off the top here. This, I mean, IU football, we've noticed it really drives listener numbers. So let's talk about it, Tyler. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> go, go ahead.
0: So 6-2 and two coming <laughs> off back-to-back road wins in the Big Ten. That was the first time I think that's happened since, like, 95. Um, they play Northwestern at home next week. That should be a win. 7-2. and two. And then their remaining games after that, they play at Penn State. That'll probably be a loss. They never really play well there. And then they're home for Michigan, and I think they can win that game. They're catching Michigan in a trap spot. The week before Michigan, will. they play us. They play Michigan State. And the following week, they play Ohio State. So there's a spot where Michigan could overlook us, sandwich in between two uh, tougher games. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm excited for IU football.
1: Yeah, you sound like someone who has their uh, their hopes up out there.
0: Yeah, usually when that happens, they break my heart. But they're going to a bowl game, and they should have a winning record this year. So definitely step in the right direction. I'm still not ready to say I believe in uh, cheerleader Allen, but he's definitely starting to win me over a little bit.
1: Okay, all right. Um, I think that's enough IU football talk. We don't want people to tune out here early on. But I'm happy for you and the two other Hoosier uh, football fans out there, uh, Jared and Josh. I'm happy for the three of you guys uh, for getting on the bandwagon early, I'd say. Um, but Sunday's scariest moment, Tyler. I mean, I, I can get started here. I had a Sunday scariest moment before today even started. You know, I've had my, my laptop struggles. The hardware died on me a couple of days ago, so that was, that was pretty scary. So I am doing the podcast from this is a little bit of a throwback, Tyler. I'm, I'm using uh, the Apple headphones, and uh, the Skype app brings me back to the good old days of Full Slate, um, really old school before we were big budding podcast stars. But my Sunday scariest moment—it's got to be—it's got to be that uh, I, I was lucky that my, that my lock of the week wasn't all that stressful. But the most stressful part of today's uh, gambling day for me was. The Can't Lose Teaser tweeted out, you texted me this morning, how does a Seattle Colts teaser lose? Um, and we, we spoke about it, I mean, the way it was going to lose was somehow Denver was going to botch this, and it really looked like that was going to be the case. The Colts were down late in that game, uh, down 1-13-12, all the way backed up, and Adam Vinatieri he came through in the clutch. He missed an extra point earlier in the game, but as we've seen him do so many times in the past, it's a clutch field goal to win it. About 20 seconds to go from 51 yards out. Did you see the Jacoby Brissett's play, Tyler, that got them down the field, backed up inside their own five?
0: Yeah, that was incredible. Um, you're talking about the play where he like was scrambling in the end zone, right? The T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was an awesome play. I mean, they were trailing the entire game, and they played really the lackluster um my sunday scariest moment ties into that so mine was basically in that time frame the witching hours people will call it i had the colts like you said in that teaser at the colts seattle and the rams like in every which way so the rams game was coming down to the end we'll talk about it later in the lock of the week recap uh seattle was blowing them straight up uh they were up like 20 and atlanta's coming back and then the colts so i was freaking out that entire time um And the Colts, I don't know if you noticed this, but on that last drive when they got kind of into field goal range, they just started running the ball and then no timeouts left. So they're wasting the clock. Um, Are you drinking something right now?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can you you hear me drinking water? I'm sorry.
0: God, so unprofessional. But they're – They're driving, and they just started running the ball, and they have no timeouts left. The clock's ticking down. On the third down, they ran the ball, and no timeouts left. The clock's running, and they got lucky. Vic Fangio called a timeout for Denver. I didn't really understand why. I guess he wanted to maybe give the offense another shot if, you know, Venetari ended up making it. But in that case, let the clock run down. They're going to have to rush the field goal unit out. I don't know. I didn't agree with that. And they were basically settling for 51. One-yard field goal with Venatari, who had already missed um, a kick in the game. So, Colts, that that was definitely a lucky uh, win for us in a very scary moment.
1: Yeah, I mean the fact that they actually ended up pulling that one out, it, the way that game was going, I really thought there's no way they're actually going to cover that tease. But Jacoby Brissett, his numbers were pretty pedestrian on the day. He threw for a little over 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but. That was a big-time play for him. And looking at the – I was looking at, before the pod, the conference standings, kind of the playoff picture of today, and the Colts are squarely in that two-seed in the AFC, tied with the Chiefs right now. Granted, again, still early, but this Colts team, I've already – that Colts over-under bet that we thought was easy money, I've already kissed that money goodbye.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably going to be a loser. Nine-and-a-half wins. Um, But yeah, they're impressive. Like you said, Bursette didn't play great the entire game, but he had that drive to set them up for the game winning field goal. So he was clutch when it mattered. He kind of reminds me of Big Ben, the way he plays like a bigger QB. He's like kind of mobile, like he shakes off guys when they try to sack him. uh, And he's like a strong arm. Do you you see that?
1: (laughs) Uh, He's a little more mobile. Than Big Ben, but I, I see what you mean in terms of early, the way you, early early Big Ben early Big Ben. No, no, I know I understand. Um, but I think he's the way he maneuvers around the pocket. I, I see what you're going for there. He's 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 very slippery. I'll say um, is a good adjective to describe Jacoby. Um, but that Colts team, they they take care of business. They're five and two, but I mean we talked about it on the pick'em pod. This slate was actual absolute garbage um and I mean luckily we got a couple interesting games out of this one before we dive into some of the more interesting games we want to talk about um I think we have to talk about this Matt Schaub game in in uh Atlanta he started for the Falcons Tyler and whatever the number was going to be we were going to bet on Seattle in this game um it opened at seven and a half we got at eight and there's just no world in which this bet was going to lose and you know what seattle was up 24 nothing at the half it was it was sitting a little bit too pretty but i think we have to give matt chop some credit here he went 39 of 52 threw for 460 yards one touchdown one one interception only one interception i have no idea how that's possible um and, of course, Seattle, they cover our but they blow the outright cover. It is incredible. I think we do have to give Vegas a little credit here. Um, how do they get these numbers so consistently, like, on the number? Like, Matt Chop hasn't played in so long. He comes back and actually puts together a pretty nice game, and Vegas hits the number square on the head. Nine- oh, and by the way, I saw this on Twitter. 97% of, I believe, FanDuel's action was on the seattle seahawks 97 <laughs> percent.
0: good good day for uh, the fan jewel sports book but yeah I, I was right there with you whenever the line came out i was taking seattle regardless and one of my friends last night was talking to me about it and, and he told me the line was released as eight and a half i honestly thought it would have been like 14 maybe that's crazy of me but matt Schaub hasn't started since 2015 when he played in the preseason, I remember we were talking about it on the pod a while ago. Like, he looked awful, like, super washed up, and that's what we expected. And that's what happened in the first half. They're up 24 to nothing, cruising. And then he played well in the second half. Got to give him credit. Got them, you know, kind of back in the game. Devontae Freeman had a really bad fumble uh, near the goal line that kind of ended their chances of winning the game. But he, he backdoor covered in garbage time, and I'm just so grateful the Colts came back and won that game because Seattle losing that <laughs> eight and a half like murdered me. The things I was texting you at the time were just uh pretty sad and pretty uh degenerate gambler stuff. But um yeah he played well. He screwed everyone who had Seattle eight and a half. Um so good job by Vegas getting that number out there like right on the point as you said.
1: Yeah I mean like ads are our... As our merch says, what's it say? Good teams win, great teams cover. Uh Matt Schaub, Congrats to him. It's
0: I... uh Yeah, and it's seven seven thirty eight central time right now. Uh Dan Quinn still hasn't been fired. I, I know Matt Ryan didn't play today, but that defense is still terrible. Some of those the DK Metcalf's two touchdowns, he couldn't have been more wide, wide open. open. Wide open. Arthur Blank said the team he's gonna evaluate things over the bye week. I would be shocked if Dan Quinn is still coaching that team. Next time they take the field, I think he's a dead man walking at this point. You know mm-hmm. he's at least getting fired at the end of the season. Might as well just rip the band aid now and I don't know, play play the rest of the year with an interim coach. There's really no reason to keep him around.
1: Yeah, it's 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 an absolute. Sorry, I thought I was on uh, mute there. It's it's a disaster in Atlanta. A team that came in. Tyler, you gave out Matt Ryan as, as an MVP, I remember. Um, not, to, not to put you on the spot, but I just did. Um, but yeah, they they are 1-7. in seven. They're a disaster. Their season's over. Um, and like you said, Dan Quinn, Dead Man Walking. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the more high-profile games from this week. Uh, we talked about it on the Pick'em Pod. The Eagles versus the Bills on Sunday. Uh, our Buffalo Bills, our second favorite team. Uh, they got stomped on a little bit here. They they lose thirty-one thirteen. Eagles have ultimate bounce back game after getting trounced on Sunday Night Football last week versus Cowboys. And uh, I don't know. I am I am disappointed in the Bills. I'm not gonna lie. I think this was kind of a take the temperature game. See how good the Bills actually are. They're minus two in this one. We we were both on them and and uh, give the Eagles some credit. They rush for. 218 yards and three touchdowns against a really solid Bills defense. Does this change your opinion about either of these teams? Because it doesn't really for me. The Eagles still feel like an 8-8 team, and the Bills still feel like a wild-card team in a in a weak AFC.
0: Yeah, I don't think it changes my opinion drastically. Um, it is, I'll give credit to the Eagles, what we talked about on the podcast, whatever talk show host was saying this week it was kind of a crossroad cross
1: crossroad cross game uh I, I don't
0: know. I'm forgetting what to say it's Sunday night you know turning, not turning
1: point game
0: yeah line in the same no. game. I'm, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not operating at it's, only
1: se, it's only it's only its only it's only 741 out there and thank God neither of us picked the Sunday night football lock of the week I don't know they I think you may be sleeping if we did that
0: yeah, would be delusional. But they came out and played well. They you know, scored 31 points on a, a good Bills defense. Carson Wentz played pretty well. The run game was really good. Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders both had nice game. So this is what the Eagles needed to do. I don't see them as a contender in the NFC. I think the 49ers, Saints, and Packers are in in the upper echelon of themselves and then other teams below that. But I think the Eagles are gonna, you know, fight for with the Cowboys all season for that division, nine to ten wins. Only one team I think out of that division is getting to the playoffs. I don't think they'll get a wild card spot. So it was a nice win for them. I'm I'm more discouraged by the Bills honestly. This felt like a game for them. Like you said, they could really puff out their chests, assert themselves as a, you know, not a Super Bowl contender, but as a legitimate playoff team, Josh Allen struggled. He's 16 to 34, had a really bad fumble that kind of swung the momentum of the game. He's still like, he just doesn't seem like he's at that level yet. A consistency as a passer to take them over the top. I still think they'll make the playoffs because it is a weak AFC wildcard race, but the offense is just too inconsistent and the defense didn't play great today. Um, can't expect them to hold up every week. The offense needs to kind of carry the water sometimes.
1: Yeah. I think the bills are kind of like a poor man's uh, 2018 Chicago bears where the defense is solid, but it's not as good as the bears was last year. The run game's pretty good, but again, not as good as the bears last year and Josh Allen and Trubisky. I think Josh Allen's slightly better, but again, like you said, it just seems like he, he continues to kind of make these bonehead plays. he, he didn't have any interceptions this week, but that fumble killed them. 7-3, they're kind of driving before the half. Next thing you know, Eagles pick that up. They score before the half, and then they score shortly uh, into the third quarter, and this game kind of took a turn from there. Um, again, bottom line is Bill's playing the AFC East, and they get to play the Jets and Dolphins have combined four times a year, so their record's going to be pretty nice come the end of the season. Um, and like you said, the Eagles – their, their route to the playoffs, they're going to have to win the NFC East. The NFC is just way too stacked for them to actually do anything. But, yeah, those, those minus two didn't really have any legs as soon as the second half started. But a game we did cover on Pick'em Pod. And, Tyler, yours truly was on the right side of this one. And I think you're going to be okay with it. Niners were minus five and a half at home versus the Panthers. And... I mean, this was an absolute beating. Uh, the 49ers went 51 to 13. They were up 27 to 13 early. The Panthers made it close at one point where it was like eh, 11 minutes ago in the third quarter. They uh, sacked Jimmy G in the end zone. They got a safety. They scored a touchdown, got the two point conversion, cut it to 27 13. And then the 49ers just put their foot on the pedal and scored 24 unanswered, went 51 to 13. Tyler, I am. We are both just all the way, all the way in on this 49ers team.
0: Yeah, like you said, I had picked the Panthers to cover uh, Well, and discuss on the pick on pod. I, th- I still thought the 49ers would win, but I had thought Carolina would keep the game close. Their defense had been playing well, and like you said, the 49ers just kind of stomped on their throats. They had the great opening drive. Uh, Manuel Sanders, new addition, scored a touchdown. So that was good to see. Jimmy G will still has like a throw game where you're just scratching your head. His interception, I don't know what he saw on that play. But other than that, he played really well. The run game was awesome. Tevin Coleman had a great game, four total touchdowns today. And they dominated. And for everyone who keeps saying, oh, you don't know if they're for real, have they really beaten anyone? Like, what more do you have to see? This defense is unreal. Nick Bosa is clearly leading the defensive rookie of the year race. He might be in the the defensive player of the year race also. Three sacks today, the interception, almost took it to the house. He's been incredible. He Like, he's everything that we thought he was going to be. He's been that and more as a number two pick. And out. more. Yeah, he's, he's been incredible. Um, so, yeah, this was a great win. And like I said, I was on the Panthers plus five and a half, but not too upset that I was wrong about that one.
1: Yeah, a huge day for Hoosier running backs. Uh, big IU football weekend. Jordan Howard rushed for, I think, 96 yards for the Eagles. Tevin, four touchdowns. So good for the Hoosiers. And like you said, this 49ers defense, and really led by rookie Nick Bosa, he's he's an absolute man-child. And the thing is, like he intercepted that pass from Kyle Allen, and he had one thing on his mind, and that was to get to the end zone after this game was really really out of reach and he's just he's unbelievable he gets in in the quarterback's face it seems like three out of every four plays he's he's so fun to watch and we're fanboying hard but this 49ers team is seven and now real quick tyler they're what would you guess their point differential is to start the season because it's a fair criticism that hey they're their schedule hasn't been the hardest to start, but you have to play the schedule ahead of you. It'll get harder in the second half of the season. But if you had to guess what their point differential was this year, uh, what what would you say? Uh, um, I have no idea.
0: Uh, um,
1: too much. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: 115.
1: It might be too much math for you at this point. We can, uh, it is plus 130. The 49ers oh, close have... Close. Yeah, you were close. close. 49ers have scored 207 points, only allowed 77. Again, like those numbers are insane. The Patriots, rightfully so, are getting a lot of love. They're 8-0 and plus 189 uh, differential. Uh, and, so d- domination for those two teams. And the Patriots have their defense has scored more touchdowns than they've allowed this season.
0: That, that's wild. They they still haven't really played anyone. I feel like that's every good team is getting that. Oh, who have you really played? Like I mean, you you play was on your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And the stat that was crazy, I think they showed the 49ers last three games, three or four games coming into today, their defense on third down was – the offense was only successful like four out of 26 times and today carolina was two of 13 that's an unreal stat they're getting off the field giving the ball back to the offense and the offense they've punted the least amount of times in the nfl so they continue to roll on all phases and they're going to get better with joe staley coming back mike McGlinchey, kyle use a couple of receivers like they're going to be getting healthier as the season goes on when their schedule is getting tougher so that's a really good sign for them and one thing i saw after the game uh, that really irritated me bruce er- <laughs> bruce Irvin on the panthers when asked after the game this just shows how bitter he was how good he was asked how good the 49ers are he said they're okay they're okay they're not world beaters like you just lost 51 to 13 he just sounds so bitter i hope he enjoys uh watching watching the Forty ers in the playoffs uh, from
1: home. Yeah, it's okay, Bruce. Keep your head up, kid. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a funny comment from him. And Kyle Allen came into this game granted backup quarterback before I as a starter. And he had thrown nine touchdowns, no interceptions. He did nothing today. 19 to 37, 158 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. I do real quickly want to talk about Christian McCaffrey. This game was absolutely out of hand, but this guy is a one-man wrecking ball. He still figured out a way to get his 14 carries, 117 yards, a touchdown. He added on four receptions for 38 yards. I think no matter what, it seems like this guy is going to figure out a way to get 150 yards from scrimmage.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. I don't know if Carolina is going to end up having you know the record or getting into the playoffs, but he should definitely be like a top three, top five MVP guy he's awesome their offense revolves around him and i think kyle allen playing like he did today makes it a lot easier for ron Vera to just go back to cam whenever he's healthy um so i guess that's a good thing for cam newton that kyle allen played like this let's move on to one more game we want to recap before taking a break texans raiders this was you know one of the better games you know we said is a weaker slate this game was good 27 24 texans deshaun watson I, th- I think right now you know, he's ahead of Russell Wilson for MVP. He was incredible today. 279 yards, three touchdowns, 46 rushing yards, and the game-winning touchdown. Cody, did you see the highlight? He spins away from the sack. He gets kicked in the yeah. face and throws a touchdown. He's unreal. The Texans, 5-3. and three. And, you know, the Raiders lost a close one, and they're, they're definitely not as bad as we thought they would be.
1: No, I – that – One, I have a few thoughts here. One, I wish I actually uh, put a little money on that Deshaun Watson, NFL MVP bet I gave up for the year. Two, I saw that play live and the touchdown, and it was unbelievable because the way he got away, like one, that initially was impressive. I didn't notice him getting kicked in the face, but he thread the needle. And then I see him on the ground, and I'm kind of confused why afterwards. And when you see the highlight, He's like essentially squinting out of his left eye that he just got kicked in the face in. And to throw that absolute dart um, was incredible. I agree. The Raiders are not that bad. Um, And in the AFC, I actually think they have, I don't know, as good a shot as this is something I do want to talk about that AFC playoff picture. We'll get to it, but give the Texans credit. This is kind of what they are. Um, like they're gonna find a way to win, win some of these games because of Deshaun Watson. They have a ton of talent on paper. Still not really buying Bill O'Brien, but you know what? They get the win, and and what could come down to ultimately be a pretty big win for them uh, come the end of this season in terms of tiebreakers and if the Raiders keep this up in the AFC playoff picture, they outscored the Raiders fourteen to three in the fourth quarter. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I think with Mahomes being banged up and out for not sure how long, uh, for at least probably another week or two. Um, Deshaun Watson's the most must see TV guy there is in the NFL.
0: I totally agree. He's so fun to watch. He made the same play last week versus the Colts. The refs blew it dead. Um, and it didn't count. He basically did the same thing today with that game winning touchdown. He's incredible. And like you said, this was a huge win for them. You, they couldn't afford to drop to four and four. Just to make the playoffs and also to keep pace with the Colts, um, you know they have a chance to win that division and get a buy in the playoffs. That two seed right now is kind of a muddy picture. Like all those teams are going to be kind of fighting with each other. Kansas City's playing Green Bay right now. If if they lose that game, like we think they're going to, they're down five and three. So getting that buy is up for grabs. So winning a game like this is huge. They couldn't afford to uh, lose a game. But yeah, I agree with you. Deshaun Watson is. Probably the most exciting, I would say, quarterback to watch. Um, McCaffrey, probably most exciting player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right now, looking at this AFC playoff picture, so, so the Pats are 8-0, and far and ahead. I feel like they're going to clinch a playoff spot, clinch that division soon enough. Um, the, the, right now, there are three te- four teams at 5-2, Colts, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, and the Texans are right now in the sixth spot. Tyler, assuming assuming we get the – obviously, Pat's going to go in the AFC East. It seems like Chiefs, regardless of what happens with Mahomes here, probably have the AFC West uh, locked up. AFC North, we're only getting one team there, likely with the Ravens. Now, between all these other teams, we have the Colts, the Texans. It seems like those two teams are probably making it. But, Tyler, for this sixth spot – we have the Bills, the Jaguars, the Titans, Raiders, Chargers. Like, are any of these teams playoff teams? Yes, we're gonna need one of them.
0: So, someone's gonna have to make the playoffs just by the rules, the way that works. But I still, yeah. I still think, I think the Bills will make it. They play Washington at home next week. They still, have, they still play Miami again. They're home versus Denver. They have a pretty easy schedule, so I think they'll end up getting in. But none of these teams are. are you know, fun to watch and I'd like to rescind a hot take I said a couple of weeks ago. Um the Jets potentially making the playoffs.
1: Um, yeah, I wanted and, to bring uh, that up I, actually.
0: Hand up. Uh, I was wrong.
1: That was that was big of you to bring that up. I did make a note on that. Um so thank you for for jogging my memory there. Yeah, I I was suckered in. Can we real quick talk about the week that Sam Darnold had? Uh he played Monday night versus versus the Patriots um, he threw four interceptions in that one, three today. That's that's quite the week for uh, Sammy Mano.
0: Yeah, the the Jets were like really upset about that. You know, the quote of him saying, "I'm the seeing ghosts. ghosts out there." Like, what? Were, I didn't understand what they're, you know, why they were upset about that. He's mic'd up. They caught it. It's pretty funny. Um, so I didn't I didn't get their whole thing with that. If I was Darnold, I would probably just embrace it. Just wear like a ghost t shirt, just make a joke out of it. Like it'll go away faster that way. Um, but the the Jets stink. Uh Darnold turns the ball over too much. Their defense is okay. Um Adam Gase is just like the perfect example of a guy who just like gets retreaded as a head coach and like you're already seeing it now. He's—he's he's clearly not good enough. They've lost their last ten games I saw, and they've only scored eight offensive touchdowns uh, in those ten games. So he stinks. I'm out on this Jets team. That's—that's that's a hell. how is that
1: possible? They—how is that possible? They lost their last ten games.
0: He's lost, lost his life. Five. He's lost. No. Wait. I don't know or maybe his last 10 losses. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I that, saw some I saw some stats. Let's
1: let's let's games. take let's take a quick break. Uh, Tyler go splash some water on your face. We'll have a quick word from our sponsors.
0: A few of us on this show use Harry's razors. If you visit their website, you can check out all different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's by claiming your special offer by going to harrys.com/bluewire. Why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price for just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and the travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I send you to help support the show. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff on- online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders, or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, getting those products out the door, and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts and shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that they're usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers, You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a free 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. And we are back, and just to clarify, Cody, on my Adam Gase comment, it's just his last 10 games. He's 1-9, and so, you know, 0-10, 1-9, close enough, but the stat remains they've scored eight offensive touchdowns in, their last, in his last 10 games coached. That's a horrible stat, um, but let's move on to our locks of the week recap. Cody, I'll let you get started first.
1: Thank you, Tyler. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm very relieved that my lock of the week hit. I woke up this morning and another sneaky Sunday scariest moment is when you realize that your lock of the week uh, includes a game quarterback by Ryan Tannehill and Jameis Winston. Um, I had like a minor freak out. I was like, what if it's raining there? But weather was good in Tennessee. And you know what? The over 45 and a half, it hit. And it was, it was out of the way pretty early, honestly. Um, so that was, that was quite nice. Uh, it seems like Ryan Tannehill is finally taking the next step in my heart. He had, was 21-33, to 33, 193, three touchdowns. And this was a classic Jameis game where I got both sides of what I was looking for here as an overbetter. He threw some bad interceptions that set up Tennessee um, in good territory where they could convert on some easy touchdowns, get some quick scores, what everyone loves. And you also got some of the great Jameis where he's just like slinging the ball all over the field. And. This was what I felt like when I looked at the board and saw this game as kind of a diamond in the rough. Um, and, I mean, he, th- he throws for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. He also runs for uh, 53 yards, but connects with Mike Evans, who had a monster game, 11 catches, 198 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that this one hit. I moved to five and three on my lots of the week. Going to 500 is really a dark place to be because you start getting nervous that uh, if I lose and my quote unquote lock of the week is uh, under 500, but you know what, Tyler, this was big for me and my psyche. Get off the Schneid. I'd lost two in a row. Now back in the winning category, ready to rock, going into the second half of the NFL season.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this today, watching that game. Uh, Bucks are two and five. Nine games left on the season. We really have to treasure these uh, games we have left with Jameis as a starter. I think after this year, he's going to be a backup. Maybe he'll get some spot start opportunities somewhere. But some of his plays are just so funny. An interception he threw early in the game uh, that set up a score that was good for you. Uh, pass to Chris Godwin, and he just like sails it over his head by like five feet, gets picked off by the defense. Just classic Jameis doing funny things, and then he comes back and throws like a beautiful dime down the field to Mike Evans. So it was, it was a Jameis' game all around. is funny. He's a real treasure. I'm going to be sad when we don't have uh, Jameis games to watch every week, but I'm glad your lock of the week hit. It was definitely bizarre. I don't know how you kind of came across that number and did the research on it, but good good by you you're five and three um and you, the Ty. titans are titans are you know they've won two in a row now with tan hell taking over and did you see the pl- you i'm sure you did the play with the blocks or the the fumble on the yes. field goal yes
1: wait i made a note i made a note about that because irrespective of my lock of the week luckily if i had lost on am not Just taking those three points, I would have been absolutely furious. And for listeners who weren't watching this invigorating game, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, but the Titans were up 27-23. They were lined up for a 46-yard field goal. Cody Parkey out there had been having a nice day. Let me just confirm something, Tyler. Um, Tennessee kicking – yeah, two for two on the day. Had already made a 51-yarder. And they run a fake field goal run, which – Everyone knows that play doesn't even work in Madden. It's definitely not working in an NFL game, and they end up getting stuffed. And uh, luckily for them, they were able to hold the Bucks and not lose because of it. But what is Mike was Mike Vrabel thinking doing that play? It makes no sense.
0: It makes no sense, but it's egregious. It by, it's egregious by the officials that they uh, they missed. They blew it dead. The Bucks had their you know their return for the touchdown. And that cost them the game. So it's inexcusable the refs to make a mess up like that. It Feels like that's been an underlying storyline of the season. How bad the officiating's been. The same thing happens in the Saints game, a Saints Rams game earlier in the year. You know the Deshaun Watson play I mentioned earlier where they blew it dead last week when he was still up. Like the officiating's been terrible, and it just it really ruins the quality of the games and everyone on Twitter likes to complain about it, but it's true. It's really like egregious. And for the bucks, you know, at three and four, you feel like you still have a chance to, you know, fight for a wild card spot. Maybe at two and five, you feel like you're out of it. So that's a really bad mess up by them. And there's really no excuse for it.
1: No, nothing. And Bruce Arians was furious. I saw his press conference afterwards. I think they're asking him about trades about next year. And he was just like, I'm not worried about next year. I'm not worried about trades. Um, we're we're going to Seattle. I'm trying to beat the Seahawks. That's what I care about. Uh, he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be here next year. So it seems like he's a, bit, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's a little bit burnt out. He's Yeah, uh, he's a little bit burnt out, Bruce is. But I think that comes with having Jameis Winston as her quarterback. So there's that. I moved to five and three. And Tyler, for you an all time all time sweat. I thought I thought you were dead. Um, but then you text me, overturned all caps, exclamation marks. I had the 49er game on at that point. So I'll let you tell me what the hell happened there. This
0: this was wild. So <laughs> I had the Rams minus 13 versus the Bengals in London. Rams got a big early—or not early. I mean, it was going back and forth. But they took a 24-10 to 10 lead uh, in the third quarter and felt like they were going to cruise and score more. But the Bengals kind of held them down for a while. And then in the fourth quarter, with about six minutes left, the Bengals had a drive. They get into uh, first and goal territory. The Rams hold them. They get the ball back, and the Bengals are driving— with you know two minutes left in the game they're not going to win but you know still trying to fight and they they get down first and goal with like 20 seconds left so at this point i have the 49er game on no i have the colts game on the tv i have the 49er game and i think like atlanta game on my computer i'm following the rams game on my phone i got a lot going on action the 49ers game i'm stressed out and i'm refreshing my phone i see they scored and i'm like are you kidding me like how am I going to lose this? They were like cruising the entire game. And then on the Yahoo app, they, you know, have like the tweets and they scored the extra point. Like nothing was happening for a while. So I clicked on the Twitter uh, button and people were saying it might get overturned. And then they took it down and they stopped them on fourth down. So they won 24 to 10. I held on and covered. Um, so this, you know, I pulled the rabbit out of my ass on this one. Go to six and two on the year. Um, so <laughs> yeah. this this was a sweat. Like you said, weird stuff happens in London, and the gambling gods—they're on my side in this one.
1: I yeah, I'm I'm happy for you that that this one hit. Um, it's it's good for business to have a two and a week. Selfishly, I was <clears throat> I wasn't that mad about um, the Bengals scoring that late touchdown because then we'd be tied with a record. But you know what? I'll I'll let you live to see another week. Let you carry the the torch in first place for another week. Um, well, it's pretty big. It's pretty big of me. It's pretty big of me. But I'll I'll let it pass. Um, I mean, but you, yeah. You don't... I mean i i warn I warned you that weird stuff happens. You looked it in the eye, and this one was it. It was close <laughs> for for a lot of this game. Obviously, Cooper Cup had a monster game for you, but. Um, I don't know the Rams. The Rams did enough, and I saw Andy Dalton's now the first quarterback ever uh, to be a starting quarterback for a team that started a year eight and zero and zero and eight. So he's kind of that's the circle of life for Andy. So congrats, congrats to him.
0: That that's crazy. They they played well today. Um, you know they were they they fought as much as they can. It feels like they're not getting as much attention for being 0 and 8 as like the Dolphins are because the Dolphins are pretty much outright tanking. Bengals are 0 and 8 and they're really bad. But you know decent decent effort from them today. But you you don't have to lie. You said it's You're you know it's good for business that two in a week. But you'd be happier if I lost this and was miserable right now.
1: Yeah. No. It's definitely. So there are a couple things that go into this podcast world, you know. One is the headline numbers you see on Twitter and our overall lock of the week record. That's, that's good, right? That's, that's wonderful. But when, when it comes to content, if, if the Bengals head back to cover, you, you thought you were tired now, you would be an absolute wreck, an emotional wreck, which is, which is when I think you're at your best, personally.
0: <laughs> yeah like, like i said the wit- the wit- the witching hour today between that game and the falcons seahawks game the colts game it was an all-time moment it's, um, it's, luckily-
1: it's coming it's coming i had my moment with the chargers a couple weeks ago it's coming but it's yeah. okay it didn't it didn't have to it didn't have to be this week yeah
0: luckily uh most of those games broke in the way i needed it um <laughs> So feel feeling better than it it could have been a really bad week for me, um, personally and financially. But, but let's move on to our Grandpa uh, Billy's Bum of the Week. I'm gonna get started. Um first quick Grandpa Billy Bum of the Week. I'm gonna say you for just out, outright sipping uh whatever water earlier uh, <laughs> early on.
1: Was <laughs> it that <laughs> was it that bad?
0: I, I mean, I noticed it. Um just absolute rookie mistake by you. Just
1: hand up, hey, hand up. And, yeah, uh, we, can't, we can't all be perfect.
0: <laughs> no, but I got a guy and a team that definitely wasn't perfect today. The Chicago Bears combination. Oh, we're,
1: about, we're about to have the same one.
0: You oh. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm nice. gonna say Matt Nagy uh, as okay. my grandpa Billy's bum of the week. Trubisky still stinks and he played terrible. Um, but that, you know, that's that's recycled news. But Matt Nagy, my God, the the decision making he had at the end of the game was absolutely awful. They get the ball back down one with a chance to win the game. And Trubisky, you know, he's not good, but he played well in the clutch today. Um, He drove them down the field. He had a really nice escape from a blitz and ran to set the uh, Bears up in field goal range. So there's 43 seconds left. Um, The Chargers called a timeout uh, and they had the ball around the 25. And again, this is at the time when all my games are coming down to the wire. So I didn't notice this in real time. Uh, my roommate Jared told me this and then I saw the highlight. They, they didn't run basically another play after the Trubisky run. They kneeled it once, they let the clock run down, kicked it, settled for a 41-yard field goal, and Eddie Pinero misses the kick. They had so much time to run a couple more plays, get closer. David Montgomery had a really good game, 135 rushing yards. So the run game was working. So they had a chance to run it down, get a closer kick, probably would have went in, they would have won the game. Instead, he settles for the 41-yarder. They miss it. And this feels like their season's over now.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Matt Nagy was my grandpa Billy's bum of the week. And I saw his press conference afterwards And, uh, obviously a reporter asked him about his strategy and he was like, well, I don't want to throw a ball and have an interception. I don't want to run the ball and fumble. Um, so that's, he's like, that's what I did. That was, that was my mentality. And the reporter was like, so you wouldn't even hand off. And he, Matt Nagy was very snippy. He was like, no, I, did you hear what I just said? Um, so he's, he's clearly feeling this tough start for the Chicago bears It makes no sense. Like you said, Dave Montgomery had a really nice game averaging five yards a carry. Just hand the ball off. Another thing that uh, our dad noted, why was Eddie Panera there lined up on the left side of the marker? He just barely misses the field goal to the left. Typically, if you are going to kneel it or something like that, you at least get the ball to the middle of the field. Um, They didn't do that either. Um, So a brutal loss for the Bears. And, like, this game was just... Again, like kind of a stay away for me. Both these teams are have been weird this year. The Bears go to three and four. The Chargers now are, uh, sorry, the Bears go to three and five. Chargers are also now three and five. And just a weird, weird game all in all. So since you uh, had the same Grandpa Billy's Bum the Week as me, I'm going to give a, out a quick one, and honorary Grandpa Billy's Bum the Week nomination to James Harden. Tyler, did you see what happened to him last night? No, I didn't. So he was frustrated. He's being gr- guarded by Josh Hart. Um, and I don't know if it was exactly a turnover or whatever it was. I'm going with this on the spot here. But he slammed the ball down into the floor. And it came back up and drilled him in the face. Um, so that was that was tough for James. And just not something you like to see out of him. He wasn't able to flop and turn it into a foul, unfortunately, for him. But... Um, He's an honorary grandpa Billy's bum of the week. Just embarrassing move, especially in the TikTok, Twitter age, where all these things are are captured in quick clips. And our, our guy Josh Hart had a great reaction. He kind of looked at him like, what are you doing? Um, so shout out Josh Hart. We always thought he'd be good, and he's blossoming now on the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, that's a tough moment for Harden. I saw a highlight from their first game the other night when they lost to the Bucs, and it was just, like, he's for such a great player. He's, like, so unenjoyable to watch at moments. He was, like, holding the ball for a while, like, leaning into his defender, like, took a dribble and just, like, took, put up a horrible shot, and he missed it. It's like, okay, the NBA's back. James Harden's doing stuff like that. So definitely a great sports time. is. I don't know if this was like an official term, but people are saying it's a sports equinox because you had the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, all going on today. So a lot of, you know, action to be put on those games for any, you know, any taste you might have, you could watch basically as a sports fan. So definitely a good weekend for sports fans. But I think that wraps up our Sunday Scaries pod. Uh, Cody, you got anything else?
1: Yeah, I I have something to admit to you, Tyler, from watching the Lakers, I've uh, watched some of uh, their first two games here. You know who's actually been enjoyable to watch play basketball? Dwight no, Howard. I don't. D- D- Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Howard, two games in. Oh. He's, he's active. He's grabbing a lot of rebounds. He's still absolutely horrendous around the rim offensively. But I'll give it to him. He's pulling hard out there. And it seems like he may actually stick around.
0: I, I I didn't see a ton of their game uh, versus the Jazz. I watched like a highlight clip on YouTube of the game, but I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> from the Clippers game. He was terrible. Uh, he couldn't do anything. Maybe he played much better in the Jazz game. I don't know, but I, I I can't stand watching him play. He's he's lost a ton of weight. He looks very weird on the court. Um, I. <sighs> I hope the opposite. I hope he's off the team as soon as possible. I cannot stand him. I was thinking about this. For me to like enjoy Dwight Howard being on the Lakers, he would have to like hit a game-winning shot like in a, in every game of the playoffs for me to enjoy him. I, I can't stand him. I hate that he's on the team. I saw today Vogel said that DeMarcus Cousins might come back at some point this season. They're not ruling it out. So I'm hoping that's true just because – I cannot stand Dwight in the Clippers game. He came in like I think he had like three fouls in ten minutes. He was he was awful. So I don't I don't know where you're getting that take from.
1: You know he's he's definitely a hack, but I like uh, I like the way he's grabbing rebounds. I'm just I'm just gonna give him that. Um, sure. Just I I think I think I came in with expectations that were lower than the floor, and he's uh, he's impressed me somewhat. Uh, but yes, like you said. Think that wraps up another edition of the Sunday Scariest Pod. So everyone, subscribe, download, maybe even leave a little review. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.